guys, today we're going to be talking about modern and postmodern Sami. Um, the Sami people, um, they live in Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia. Their homeland is Sami, and that's who we're going to be talking about today. Um, let me, let's start off with Abigail. Hi, um, I'm going to be talking about uh, the Arctic climate change um, and its effects on the Sami people. Alright, so my name is Ivan and I'm going to talk about the pollution and mining effects on the Sami people's lives. My name is Carson and I'm going to talk about the effect of the war on Ukraine and the Russian Sami. Okay, and my name's Naomi and I'm going to be talking about the protests in the 1970s and 80s of the Sami people. Abigail, why don't you take it away? Alright, so uh, my topic is a little bit um, more of a broader one, but uh, I'll be talking about the Arctic climate change and how that's affecting um, the Sami people. So basically the Arctic experiencing the fastest warming um, of any other regions. Um, the Sami residing in Satmai across Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia um, are witnessing life-altering changes due to climate change. And what this looks like is we'll talk a little bit about the culture and livelihood. So the Sami with roots tracing back to around like 10,000 years ago have a close relationship with nature and they have like an animistic worldview. So what this means is they believe that um, the elements, um, nature and all of that is deeply conscious and has um, like a spirit to it or um, some sort of uh, living element. Um, and with that said, and animals also have, um, that kind of connects to reindeer herding. And that's the central part of the Sami culture um, with the history kind of dating back to the 17th century. So I know we've talked about that in our class, um, circumpolar people class. and. But back to reindeer herding is kind of a broad, um, uh, for the tundra, that's a broad kind of um, uh, practice. But um, herding is uh, basically the impact um, on reindeer herding is um, causing uh, an effect mostly from climate change is causing longer summers and warmer winters, disrupting the traditional eight um, Sami seasons. And this is an issue because uh, with the snow falling um, during around, I think it was eight months um, of the year, uh, there is uh, basically it's covering and icing over uh, the lichen, which the reindeers eat. So this is causing the reindeer to actually not have nutrition um, and food that they would traditionally have before climate change became and this, a big this issue. And this icing over effect is because the... The planet like their area is so much warmer so the yeah right. so when it does uh snow like snow and ice and rain um yeah. it ices over and causes the uh reindeer not be able to get through with their hooves yeah their... because it wasn't like that before before yeah. it was just like this yeah. dusting of snow right yeah so yeah so that's basically happening for the and this is actually causing them to have to um uh kind of uh, modernize their way of living. Yeah. And this is causing an issue yeah. because they have to move their reindeer into enclosed areas. This is exasperating disease mm -hmm. and having to pay for all of that. It's a lot of feeding. upkeep. It's a lot of upkeep, yeah. So that's going to have a huge impact if we do not fight um, for like land rights, um, resources, um, because the Sami people are being exploited. That's another topic we're going to talk about is they're being exploited for their resources. Um, and there are, are actually some issues with um, mining and projects that are actually being kind of brought upon the Sami people. And then, 
And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of hand that over to Ivan um, because that is a huge issue that they experience with the exploitation of the Sami people. Okay. So. Definitely. I, um, so as she said, uh, the tightly packing of the snow is something that is greatly affecting the Sami people and it's something that I'm going to talk about as I go through my topic. But before we start with that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce who the Sami people are for those who don't know. Um, well, the Sami people... The Sami people, or Samit, which is what they call themselves, um, are circumpolar indigenous people that reside in the Arctic, uh, more specifically in the homeland, well, in their homeland, which is called Sapmi. Um, however, this Sapmi um, area has been divided between four countries through the years and through the um, motor modernization, mm-hmm. or however you say yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, uh, the four countries that have been divided is um, Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Russia. Um, nowadays, majority of the Sami people um, reside in Norway since, well, they have been well, pretty... Oppressed. They, they've been treated pretty badly yeah. by the other countries, kicked out and, you know, pretty much undermined. Um but yeah, so they pretty much reside in Norway, majority of them. Um, they have adapted themselves to the new life and, you know, just pretty much going on with society as it evolves, pretty much. Yeah, um, but still trying to keep their, like, traditional yeah, yeah. ways, but having to incorporate these modern aspects because their environment won't allow Definitely. them. Definitely. One of those um, would be the reindeer herding because mm-hmm. even though they live in Norway and they're pretty much, you know, they have cell phones and pretty much laptops and that, that kind of stuff, they're still... Um, doing the reindeer herding, keeping, well, reindeers as pets and yeah. sometimes eating them. But, however, um, they, the Sami people um, also have tried to keep their own um, indigenous lifestyle by staying in well, pretty much that Sami area between those four countries and residing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one of their, uh, well, I guess the most determined... The thing that describes them the most is the fact that they're pretty tightly um, connected with nature. Mm-hmm. Like um, everything, was saying, yeah. yeah, everything that they do is related to nature. I mean, they try, and the food is provided by nature, fire, etc., etc., housing, etc., etc., is provided by nature. Um, but yeah, they're pretty much a very environmentally conscious people. Um, however, I'm going to go ahead and start talking about the effects on um, the mining and how it's been affecting them um, lately. Uh, one of the first things that I thought about while I was looking at this topic was the fact that with this modern times and how people are wanting to get more gold, steel, and all these precious minerals, and well, in their land... It hasn't where, been harvested yet, yeah, you know? Also, the, they, since they're pretty pacific, they don't really put up a fight with, you know, whoever comes to the land and starts, like, mm-hmm. bringing excavators and start doing expeditions and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that to see where we're going to get the next gold. Um, but, yeah, pretty much on the mining effect, it's going to be that the areas where the Sami people used to live and, ra- and do the rain and herding and pretty much reside and follow their nomadic style um, of life um, have been greatly affected since all this um, construction zone, well, not construction zones, uh, but mining zones and all this heavily heavy equipment, um, well, pretty much scares away all the reindeers and pretty much scares away their way of life since all these things 
yeah. make them change because yeah. they have to be moving even further along than what they have been moving yeah. because of many other reasons. You know, water pollution, uh, the people just pretty much being aggressive with them and the taking over the land has been something that, well, the Sami people are very, you know, I guess scared of and they're just not yeah. getting asked along on that. Yeah. Um, on the next topic that I was going to talk about is also how mining operations have led to water pollution and land scarring. Um, this is going to be on the topic that, well, gasoline and all this environmentally unsafe harmful, harmful for yeah, sure <laughs> unsafe harmful chemicals yeah um have pretty much um poisoned their land and this has to do with what abigail was talking about before the hard packing of the snow uh, because of all these gases and everything going up to the um ozone layer and yeah. everything just polluting all the clouds and the rain and making acidic rain etc etc um have led to well Acid rain, um, yeah, acidic acid, rain, acid and rain. Uh, well, that um, pretty much polluting the um, Arctic Ocean, and well, with other operations that we're doing in the world, um, yeah. pretty much invading their space. So, and yeah. so it used to be kind of like the outside. Like again, they've been here for ten thousand re- recorded years yes. at least. It's like it was happening on the outside. Now it's coming to them it's, directly. Yeah, it's, so, they're just pretty much like, being forced into one singular spot to just. Yeah, yeah quote-unquote, surviving that little yeah. spot. Because yeah, seeing the touch on that, like, the, the last settlement of Sami in Russia yes. is about to be pushed out as well. Oh They've got God. plans to mine out that entire... Which is crazy By because they have kept their land so safe. They've respected their land. They've respected their animals. Yeah. They give back what they take, and yes. now it's all being taken from them because of what the world is doing to them. All the pollution is coming to them now, and yeah. it's, we're it's seeing it. Uh, Abigail was mentioning before, and it's that uh, even though they're trying to keep up with civilization and, you know, trying to evolve as we have evolved as a society, yeah. uh, they're still left behind. Mm-hmm. They're still not They want to be left behind, too. Like, exactly. They want to keep their indigenous and they've, yeah. they've done everything that anybody asked them to do, and they still just keep getting yeah. definitely pushed yeah. back and pushed back. Even as we saw in that movie um, of the um, Inuit people, I think it was the movie. The, gri- about? Yeah, the yeah. Grizzlies. That movie the that Grizzlies, we watched, the Grizzly yeah. movie, um, we can see that, well, this white man from America that, well, knows all these things, cars and planes and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, came to this town and tried to, you know, help them and bring some hope by pretty much modernizing them with sports and stuff like that. And they still rejected them. Yeah. Well, until the end of the movie. But they still rejected it, and they didn't yeah. like it. However, we're going to go ahead and continue with the mining effects. Um, as she was saying, they're being pushed into this little tiny space to just pretty much, you know, just survive in that little space with whatever little they have, which is, well, polluted water, scarred um, mountains, and just pretty much a horrible environment. Um, another issue that I saw as I was looking at this was the cultural and social implications um, because as the Sami people um, pretty much get further and further away from society and, well, you know, being modernized, um, these um, mining activities have disrupted, um, well, their traditional way of life and they have been losing, as Abigail was saying, you know, their, their language and the way of living, how they used to survive and how they used to live. 
um, very heavily, you know, it has been greatly, greatly affected. Um, also, the loss of the, um, as we were talking about before, they didn't really have, you know, a border, you know, between whatever is outside and their land. They just had an imaginary line where, you know, okay, so this is mine, this is yours, and we're going to respect it that mm -hmm. way. Um, it's just a little bit crazy to me how they had that imaginary land and they respected it for so many years, but then we came with our machines and our, you know, modern ways and just kept invading that space. Um, I guess another one that uh, I'll go ahead and speak about is how the Sami's legal struggles to protect their lands and rights have been very much diminished and pushed down. Um, pretty much they don't have any rights and they're still treated as less and like a less of a race. Um, well, nowadays we have speakers in the United Nations and we have people, quote-unquote, trying to give them their rights and their land back, but is it really being, you know, is it really helping them? Because we're still exploiting their land. We're still mm -hmm. making them adapt to our society, and we're still making them, you know, abandon their way of life because, quote-unquote, our life is better. Um, but, well, pretty much... Um, with the main post, with the main points that we have discussed, I think that everybody should have a pretty clear idea on how the Sami people have been affected, and the mining and pollution environments have pretty much made them go almost extinct and almost yeah. abandon their way of um, you know living. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I also wanted to add a call to action, I guess, because I feel like if we all push towards helping them and making them you know, re relive their old days and their uh, way of living. Maybe. I feel like that's hard to achieve nowadays, though, you know, because it's, it's already, the damage has been done, you know? Yeah. The AMOC has already started to take it, like, slow down, and so we can't reverse what's already been done. Yeah, but I feel like... as you mentioned earlier, I know that Abigail, you're talking about their language has also started to die out. No, Abigail had a point on that earlier when we were talking um, you know, you were saying the snow that they have. Yeah, it's... so they actually have, um, the Sami language has around 360 words for snow, reflecting, like, the centrality of their culture mm -hmm. um, to the animistic culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. So with um, the changing of the, like, of the climate change kind of affecting um, them, the the words and them moving towards Finnish culture, too, as well, they're yeah. losing... Um, so basically what happens is they're adopting the Finnish language. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because of the climate change impacting the, the eight seasons that they have, um, it's going to affect their language as well. So that's kind of pretty sad. Yeah, you're saying, that. so you're saying it's because they have how many, 300 words? 360 words for snow. 360 words for snow, but that snow is starting to like die yeah. out, right? Change, that, it's that's trying, trying to, change to change the way that's impacting So they're yeah. losing their words as yeah. they're losing their snow. As they're yeah. losing their environment, they're losing their words for their environment and yeah. they're switching yeah. over to a different culture. I feel like also, as I was saying before, um, well, with this environmental issues and also the modernization of the, <laughs> of the people, um, they're pretty much being forced to, you know, you have to adapt my way or you have to die out. Yeah. And your traditions have to die out. 100%. And I know Carson has some stuff to speak on that too. Yeah. So take it away, Carson. Yeah, so there's only about 
there's only about 80,000 Sammy left in the world, period. And mm-hmm. like they were touching on earlier, they're all located in Finland, Norway, Sweden. And then there's about 1,500 in Eastern, <clears throat> the Eastern Sammy, which are located in Russia. They're all centralized in one little, I guess, one little town. It's called Love of Zero. And as I mentioned earlier, this town is scheduled to be excavated by 2027 mm-hmm. because they'd recently discovered all kinds of precious minerals well, that have previously, crazy. they didn't know they were there. And this is, I mean, the tensions between Russia and the Sami people have already been high for a very long time because they've, like you all mentioned, they've all been oppressed and mm-hmm. Russia is Russia. Yeah. <laughs> and so they've been fighting for these equal rights for a hundred years and they still they it's just empty promise after empty promise and it just it keeps going and today the empty promises them if they go fight this war in Ukraine then they're making uh, I don't remember how many rubles it was it was about 3,300 US dollars which was almost four times the average salary for -hmm. these people Mm -hmm. so I mean and are they being being given no, the salary? No, no, they're not. They're it's always promised and never given. Is yeah, what, is what they say, and it's led it's led to a really <clears throat> a really broad disassociation of the Eastern Sami from the Western Sami, just simply based off their beliefs. The Western Sami don't believe in war, like yeah. you guys mentioned earlier. Yeah. People come on their land; they're peaceful. They yeah. don't they don't engage these they people give, anymore. They give passive resistance, not aggressive. Exactly, resistance. they don't believe yeah. in this. So. Yeah these people from Russia go and sign up and they fight this war in Ukraine and the Western Sami kind of just see it as a complete disregard and disrespect of their culture and their way of life and just kind of, they don't like it. They don't like the way that they're living mm-hmm. and they want nothing to do with it. So they basically have cut themselves off from Western, the Western and the Eastern Sami, they don't, they don't communicate anymore, and that's kind of causing tensions when they finally have just now reached a point where they're all working together, mm-hmm. and now it's all kind of breaking apart, and it's kind of like, if why why they spend so much time working to bring all of these communities together? You know, Satmi being mm-hmm. distributed between four countries doesn't make it easy for their people to communicate, so... You know, they spend all this time yeah. working to bring it together yeah. just for this yeah. to bring it back down, and... Okay. Do you have some more topics in there? No, I think that's... Okay. Yeah, I feel like So also... I'm going to head over to me because there's a whole lot of, not a whole lot of time, yeah. but I have a lot to go through. So my topic is the Sami resilience and how they showcase this in, process in, the ni- in protests in the 1970s and 80s. I want to tell you what they were up against, what they did to fight their oppressors, and how those oppressors fought back, and what was the, what was the outcome. <laughs> So, we talked about earlier, the Sami went through eugenics, Christianization, colonization, oppression, culture, racial inferiority, and something, also, land rights. Keep that in mind. In the 1970s, 80s, the Norwegians wanted to put a hydropower plant in the um, Altai River, and... Do you guys know what um, hydropower plants that, are? Yeah, what's yeah. a hydropower plant? So what it is, it is one of the oldest ways um, of creating um, the natural flow of water, converting the natural flow of water into sustainable energy. 
but like anything, it's kind of like a give and take situation. Yes. You know, you're getting this energy, but it has to, it's going to flood their land. And yeah. again, yes, it's going to flood their pastoral reindeer herding grounds, which everybody has talked about. That is something crucial to their survival. Yeah. So how did they survive? How did they survive this? Why don't they have land rights? So as we talked about, there are three large countries, four large countries that um, they live in, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia. And these countries aim to assimilate their cultures, not give them their own land and independence and rights. And that's just how it's been. It's not a global, oh, everyone's saying, oh, these people need their land. It's not like here in America, like we have oppressed the, our native people of America and that's what they're doing in their country. So what they did to um, try and fight this is they held public protests they did hunger strikes. They set up their indigenous tents called lavus in front of the Norwegian parliament. So they set up these tents outside of Norwegian parliament. They also set up blockades at point zero um, where this was being built. Um, they filed injunctions in Norwegian courts. They had media campaigns to gain public, to, can, um, to gain public support. They held educational events to teach people about their culture and their way of life. Um, and um, they also gained support from international organizations called, one was the World Council of Indigenous People, and another was a group for Indigenous Affairs. Um, but again, the Norwegians insisted on the economic benefits of this plant, which is right, like, you know, like, that's something we need nowadays. But it's at the cost of these people yeah. who have lived here for centuries. Um, the Norwegians, they deployed uh, police. They arrested over 200 Sami Action Group people. The Sami Action Group was a pretty much just their, um, their protesters. It's they, that was their name. The Sami um, sent out 600 police um, to the Altai region where they were building this to... Um, to make sure it's being built and that get any resistance back from the Sami. Um, and that was 10% of their police force, which is a lot when you think about it. Um, but in 1987, the plant started producing energy. Their um, project was halted a few times to just like really dispute the fact, oh, like, is this their land? But again, as we can see, it they decided it wasn't, that they were gonna continue harvesting their land without you know, without this aggressive resistance. So a lot of people um, benefit from this hydroelectric plant, don't mm -hmm. they? Hydropower plant, yeah. Yes, so who exactly benefits from this and why are they against it? They're just against it because it's the Sami people. What if it was built by some other indigenous group? So, but the indigenous group would never build a plant like this. They, they live off their land. That was their pastoral grounds for their reindeer herding. So they would not build this. Also, they did not have the technology to build this, nor did they want the technology to build this. They want to live their indigenous lifestyles, yeah. and, and that's what's being taken place. away from them. Definitely. So even though this project failed, it still brought awareness to the Sami people. A concept arose from this called CSV, and it has a bunch of different ways you can arrange those letters and different permutations it has. But it's a concept of resilience. What these letter means is write Sammy friends, which is a little vague, um, show Sammy resilience, and organize Sammy for victory. 
So, and um, they also established the Sammy Rights Commission, and all of this event really, the events of this um, showcase Sammy pride, identity, and global awareness. These media campaigns um, brought, sh shed a light on the Sammy people, and you know, that's that's what it brought. But thank you for joining our podcast, and thank you for joining the Circumpolar People podcast at NKU.